0: Thanks for joining us today. At City Life, we have one purpose making it easy for people to say yes to Jesus. We believe today's message will empower you to do exactly that. But remember that church is so much more than a sermon you listen to, it's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life. Why are we here? Well, it's to get us on the same page as a church whether you're watching online or in this room. And, you know, just I'm going to be reading some things a little bit more than I normally do. So if you're kind of like, I don't usually do this, but I just want to make sure, because some of the wording we worked on to make sure that we're clear and concise in communication, because that's important. But, you know, as a staff, we really did a lot of deliberating and um, working things out and con- took a lot of consideration. We didn't take lightly, oh, just, we're just going to do church, like we actually talked about it. And um, we wanted to make sure that we made the best decision for the long game. Everyone say long game. Long game. game. Because this could be a long time thing. (laughs) We don't know. But we wanted to make the best decision for us as a church for the long game that would position us as a church to be the greatest help and support, not only in our community, in Edmonton, in the region. We wanted to position ourselves for the long haul because what's going on in our world today, nobody actually knows what, how this is going to pan out. We just don't. Things are looking good in certain parts of the world, the recovery, there's just a lot of things, but there's different factors everywhere. And so, but nobody knows how long this will carry on. And we knew that this week, everybody say this week, we knew that this week we could meet together, that in compliance with the government's recommendations about group gatherings, first of all, there were no restrictions on size for houses of worship. Just so that's clear, but we are well under the 250 cap limit for large gatherings, just so you're aware, and so we were looking at numbers from our start of our year, we do numbers, we do attendance every week, and so looking at our numbers, and even with the combined and recognizing that people are sick, people are staying home to self-isolate, we just, and, and even, even if everybody showed up, we would still be okay, <laughs> So we've taken precautions. We are precaution. If you can see, there's lots of gaps here. It's great. People are, people are good. But we knew that if we could still gather as a group, that we wanted to. And we felt that if this was our last opportunity for a while to gather in a group setting like this, that it was important we do so. That we, it was important we take advantage of this opportunity to get both locations under the same roof, get the family together, get us together, so that we could proceed forward and even in our deliberating our staff like we were doing most of our communication through our slack app and through different channels and finally we're just like we need to talk face to face and so we just need to get this done and so but there's but there's a reason there's a few reasons that we got we needed we thought it felt it was important this morning to be together and for those of you that are watching online you're together in this we recognize your home and thank you for staying home if you were sick or you were you know showing sniffles or something thank you but there's a few reasons we felt it was important to gather. Number one, we wanted to remind ourselves that we're in this together. And even if you are at home isolating for great reasons, we want you to know we're with you. You're not in this alone. And, and and not only you, but but we wanted to be here. We want to be able to help. If you are in isolation and you you need stuff, please let us know. If and this isn't just about church family here. This is about if you've got neighbors, if you've got people in your world that you know that they don't have family, they don't have community, and you think they need help or they do need help, please let us know. We wanna help. We wanna help you, we wanna get what we wanna get food to you. If you need to get food, we'll Find some somewhere, but anyway. But we're here with you if you need extra help. And and we want to be here. But the second reason we felt it was important together is is we felt it would be beneficial to help process things. And like I said, just even as our team, we were like, okay, we just need to get face-to-face. We've got to talk this out. Like, we know some people, we just need face-to-face. And so if you got questions or how things are going, please come up and talk to my, any of our pastoral staff. And just, hey, what about, we just, we're here to answer questions afterwards. We, just, we wanted to give people that opportunity to do so. And the third reason, today is a rally day. We're not gathering to be exclusive. We're not gathering to say, oh, we don't care, we got Jesus, we haven't heard about germs. That's not why we're gathering to go stick it to the man kind of thing. We're not doing that. There's a reason for it. We're not doing it to be obnoxious. We're not doing it to be saying, Oh, we got Jesus, and we're not worried about anything. This is a rally day. We're gathering as a means to fuel, to equip us, to empower us, to ready us so that we can be here as a church in the days, weeks, months that for others. This isn't church as usual. We are, and we will be asking you to help. Those of you in this room and those of you online, we're going to be asking you to help. And so I have a few thoughts that I just wanted to share with you. Just a last minute message change. Friday had already started thinking about, oh, I probably should change the message for Sunday. As much as the video was so cool that we wanted to show you. Such a good video. But I had Saturday. So Saturday morning, I get up. Open up my, my doing my, you. the first thing I do when I get up is before I look at my phone, before I look at email messaging, I read my Bible, I do my devotions. I open up my Lent devotional Bible reading for Saturday, and this is what it was. This was the opening paragraph. Germs and Jesus, shouted the seven-year-old boy. Germs and Jesus, you keep telling me they're important, and I can't see either of them. How funny is that? So it gets even better. Because if you're familiar with your Bible, the scripture passage for that day was the story of the Pharisees getting down on Jesus and his disciples for not washing their hands. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So, before anyone panics, that is not my message. I, wash your hands. Please, wash your hands. Don't touch the T-zone. Don't pick your nose. Although, I did read a weird health article that said this is why kids pick their boogers and eat them and it's actually good for them. But I just, I don't know, kind of weird. I know, it's disgusting. I, it, I know, it's good bacteria, the nutrition professional says. And, and we won't get to that. Don't pick your nose and do not eat it, please. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your neighbor's face. Don't touch your head. Don't touch your eyeballs. JD's really happy about that one. If you just kind of go like this to JD, he gets freaked out, so don't do that to him. But (laughs) we are changing gears from our series this morning, and the reason we are, I just want to share a few thoughts with the goal of really positioning us to be the church with a greater intention. We want to be the church with greater intention in the days ahead. And that's why we're here. So, today's message, you could call it a few things. You could call it Germs in Jesus. Um, If you've been with us or watching online with us, we've been in a series called Made for Mondays. We're not going to totally detour from that because it's actually even more relevant going forward in the days ahead. But my daughter's suggestion was changing it from Made to Mondays to Made for Pandemic. Thought that works, so that might work too. Or today you could call this message Turbulence. And this was actually a message I started last year, June 19, when I woke up Saturday morning, when you're kind of in that wake up, you're kind of comatose. And it's like, uh, it's like I thought of this message, and I think it actually is quite applicable. Um, here's the scripture, 2 Corinthians 2.15, in the voice. It says, in a turbulent world where people are either dying or being rescued, We are the sweet smell of the anointed to God our Father. How applicable is that word turbulent? Everyone say turbulent. Turbulent. I think turbulent is a great description for our world today. On a couple different levels. Our world is in turbulence on a physical level. Pandemic. People are going crazy. Hopefully, that will subside. But not only on a physical level, our world is in turbulence on a spiritual level. See, there's a very real unseen world, and it's not all bad. I'm not talking about demons. I'm talking about an unseen world that Jesus described as God's kingdom here on earth now. God's unseen kingdom, God's new creation that in a lot of ways it kind of looks invisible and we're like, where is it? But it's there. There are pockets of it. And just like in the natural and turbulence, when you get two very different air pressure systems together, that's what creates turbulence. And we need to remember that this is why God's new creation, God's kingdom here on earth now, this is why we can be, we can have peace and also bring peace. It's why we can have calm and bring calm. We can have hope and we can bring hope. We can bring solutions. We can be light. We can be generous. And I want to share a few thoughts about turbulence, how it impacts us, what we can do, how we can respond, and so and how God has actually empowered us as the church to respond. And these are actually some thoughts and explanations from the experts, the travel industry experts who are very well familiar and know all about turbulence from a practical but also a scientific perspective. Number one, turbulence doesn't mean the plane is going down. Isn't that good? Have you ever flown with an airplane and sometimes it's shaking and people are freaking out? You know, people are like, the plane starts shaking. It is kind of freaky when you're in bad turbulence. It feels like the whole thing is going to shake. But listen to this. This is what they say. Though it might feel like it, no matter how severe the turbulence is, the actual safety of the aircraft is rarely in question. Planes are engineered to take a remarkable amount of punishment. I love that description. It might feel like the world is going down. It's not. People are in panic. Depending on the news and depending on the feeds you're on, people are talking about market stuff and market this and economic worries and language the media uses might make it sound like the world is falling down. But here's the thing god has put his antivirus right in the middle of it all it's called the church we are god's good virus to bring god's healing and god's hope and god's solution to the world and i love this and god listen to this, god engineered the church to take a remarkable amount of punishment Jesus once said, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We are not facing the gates of hell yet. It might seem like it. It might feel like it. But you know what? We are exactly God's solution for this time. It might feel like the plane's going down, but it's not. We live on this side of the cross and the resurrection. Jesus lives within us. If you were a follower of Jesus Christ, his spirit lives within us. We have access to God's new creation, life, and power. God's story is still unfolding, and we have a part to play in it. We have a part to play in it. Here's the second thing about turbulence. Number two, pilots know when turbulence is going to happen. Pilots know when turbulence is going to happen. Have you ever been on an airplane and all of a sudden the seatbelt sign comes on for no reason? And you're like, what's up with that? I need to go to the bathroom. It's like, and it's like, there's nothing wrong. And then like 10, 15 minutes later, it's like all the shaking hits. It's because the pilot knows. Everyone say, the pilot knows. Guess what? Our pilot God knows, and He's like, "Okay, guys, time for belts. Time to put your seatbelts on." Guess what? Our belt is in the Scripture. It talks about God's belt of truth that we are instructed to put on and wear daily. God's belt of truth. This is for. How does this relate to us? Get God's word in you. Get his promises in you to remind you, you are not alone. We are not just going through this. God is in charge. Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. And he is not freaking out about any of this. We need to remind ourselves, God is with you. John 14:1, Jesus said, he told his people, he said, don't get lost in despair. Believe in God. Keep believing in me. I will ask the Father to send you another helper, the Spirit of truth. He will remain constantly with you. The world doesn't recognize the Spirit of truth because it doesn't know the Spirit. It's unable to receive him. But you do know the Spirit because he lives with you and he will dwell in you. And then going on in the Passion Translation, I love this. Jesus, he said, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. It's not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Let the pilot fly your plane. Put your seatbelt on. It's a great time. Start reading your Bible. And number three. Turbulence-related injuries do happen, but rarely. And the injuries that do happen are because of not being prepared. It goes on to say, Most injuries are flight attendants or passengers not wearing seatbelts. You know what? Church, we want to make sure we're buckled in. We want to make sure we're buckled in by not letting our emotions Our thoughts, our words, our social media posts go unchecked. See, the real injuries, the real injuries, the greater injuries are not from COVID-19. The greater injuries are the injuries to the soul. And see, we would be doing the greatest disservice to our world. If we were really diligent about all of the hand washing, but we didn't allow our hearts to be washed. We would be doing the greatest disservice if we're so focused on all of the things that are very necessary, but we forget to tell people about the greater danger than the virus out there. It's the virus in here. It's the virus in our hearts. It's the virus of self. It's the virus of fear. It's a virus of anxiety. It's a virus of negativity. It's a virus of worst case. It's a virus of this. And that is a virus of despair and hopelessness and anxiety. That is the greater virus. And that's what Jesus was talking about. Yes, we need to wash our hands. Please wash your hands. But you know what? We need to wash our hearts. We need to make sure our hearts are washed. Jesus' explanation to his disciples about the whole hand washing thing, this is what he said. Matthew 15. Jesus to the multitude. Hear and understand this, everybody. What you put in your mouth cannot make you clean or unclean. It's what comes out of your mouth that can make you unclean. Later, the disciples are so funny. Later, the disciples came to him and they said, do you realize the Pharisees were shocked by what you said? Jesus is like, yes, I do. Do you still not see? He says, don't you understand that whatever you take in through your mouth makes its way into your stomach and eventually out the bowels of your body? But the things that come out of your mouth, your curses, your fears... Your denunciations, in case you don't know what that word means, it simply means your criticisms, your accusations. And I think Jesus, if he were here today, he said certain social media posts. These come from your heart, and it's the stirrings of your heart that can make you unclean. Again, fear, anxiety, despair, isolating out of Fear. Let's be careful. We need to follow the guidelines. Church, Follow the guidelines, but we need to make sure we're doing it from the right intention because the intention we do something determines what power we release. See, we could do something from an intention of fear and anxiety and, oh, I don't want to, and we're doing this, or we can do it from the intention of others' focus, being concerned about others, and doing it with the intention that is going to allow the power of God to be released. See, we got to feed our thoughts the right stuff. I mean, it's so practical. I would highly recommend if you struggle with fear or anxiety or you just kind of like to fuel the fire with the wrong things, you're a bit of an alarmist or a conspiracy theorist or whatever, you know what? I would highly recommend limiting your social media intake in this season. There is just... I I, I don't care if they're your favorite blogger or favorite influencer. There is a lot, not just in social media, there is a lot in media in general that is not accurate. If you go on the Canada Health website, they had some very clear guidelines for public education and communication, language to use, language not to use, and our media needs help. (laughs) And we need to pray for our media that the right voices are heard. And if you're in the media and you are a Jesus follower, we want to, we want to pray for you that somehow you can be a light, you can be blessing, you can be encouragement in there. But, and this is not down on our media. we thankful for communication. But we need to be wise about the communication that we're taking in. Because some things fuel fear and anxiety and worry and then create chaos in crowds and create isolating out of the wrong reasons, and we need to make sure we're fueling and feeding our thoughts with the right things. We are people that see and live from a different perspective and a different intention, and it's that of hope. Our hope always will be In Jesus and the declaration that he made that God's kingdom is here on earth, God is doing a great thing. Jesus is king. God is working even though he's invisible like germs. God is working. He is doing something so practically. What are we asking you to do? Well, number one, if you haven't already, Go on and bookmark and follow Alberta Health and Canada Health website. Follow their updates. Follow their guidelines. They are doing their best. Do not get your information from media, please. Even our, inter, even our big follow, use wisdom is all I'm saying. Just use it. I'm not saying everything out there is a lie. I'm not saying everything is bad. I'm just saying there's a lot that is inaccurate. And it feeds fear more than it feeds solution. Be careful. Be others focused. Number two, be others focused. How, ask us, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I? How can I connect with people and with others, especially those in isolation? And Jaren and Ben already talked about groups that are happening. You know what? Even if you've never hosted a group before, things might be changing this few. Weeks. We would love you to host a group, and it just might be you and some friends getting together, and we're gonna watch Disney Plus, and then you. T- Pray for each other and have a great week. Like, you know, we just, but we want to know if you're already planning on doing something weekly with friends, we would love to be able to connect in people that are just, they're just not connected yet. This isn't a time for us to hold up and be worried about us and our own. Yes, we take precautions. Yes, we use wisdom, but we are here for others. I love this statement that a doctor made, a trauma and critical care surgeon, she said this the other day, she said, most of us are pocketing hand sanitizer and clearing shelves of bread won't need medical care for COVID-19. But in our panicked responses, we risk neglecting those who do. And we want to be others-focused. And so we're asking you, share. Be generous. No hoarding. You know what, it's one thing to be prepared, like they recommend for a couple of weeks, but if you have got more than enough, and even if you're one of those people who you did panic, and you went out and bought way more than what you need, and now you're kind of like, I feel like a stupid person, I shouldn't have done that, you got extra, we want to help you offload it. If you guys, nobody's going to shame anybody around here, if you're home watching online, and you got way too much toilet paper for the next few weeks. You know what, we want to help. We want to help and be a place that people that need help, we can get what's needed to the people that need it. And if you got extra and you want to bring it, we'll figure out something. You can bring in stuff here at the church. I know that's going to be crazy, but it's crazy anyway. So it'll just be crazy here too, and we'll figure out ways to get stuff to people. Number three, Pray. Pray. If you are in isolation, if you're at home even now in isolation, don't veg out your brain on 24-7 Netflix, please. <laughs> There's a little bit more stuff that you can do with your time. And, but you know what? One of the greatest things, if you are at home and or work changes, you know what? Pray. Even if you've never prayed, but pray—we're gonna pray for our government, pray for our prime minister, pray for our premier, pray for our ministers that are making decisions that you don't understand. Please do not be critical of our ministers making decisions about schools. They are speaking and they are making decisions from a perspective none of us—we can barely run our own families, let alone know how to run a country. Hello. Come on, we can't. We need to support. The best thing we can do, being light, is praying and encouraging. And we don't have the answers. I don't know what to do, but I can pray because I know a God who can speak to somebody, even though they're not a Jesus follower. They can hear the wisdom from heaven. Pray for our government. Pray for those making decisions that affect not just this virus, but affect the the economy that are going to affect a lot of businesses. Pray. Pray for our health professionals. If you're watching in any of these industries, would you please send us somehow connect to say, "Hey, I'm a this in this industry. This is how you can pray for us. We want to know how we can more effectively pray." But pray for the health professionals. Pray for those pray for the people in the airlines and the travel industry. People some of them are losing tens of thousands of dollars because of what's going on. That affects lives. That that affects families. Pray for people that, I mean, you might be frustrated because you're on the phone four hours or six or eight hours, but they're doing this 24-7. So pray for God's grace. Pray for just a rest and refreshing for them. Pray for small businesses. Go visit small businesses. You know, one of the best things we could do is you don't have to go spending crazy, but you can actually just kind of keep things going. Like, go visit the Chinese market, like, hello, you're going to be okay. Number four, this is the last one. Sign up. Whether are watching online, you're here, you're going to have, if you haven't already, if you're the first service that came out, but there's uh, there's a notification on the church app that has a link. The link is also on the church website. It's right on the homepage, right at the underneath the video on the homepage. There's like the COVID-19 update, and then click here for details, and then right underneath that, there's a button that says, I want to help. And so you can click there, and it will take you to a form, and we simply want to create a database of who is available during the week, who is able to help, simply things like running errands like maybe people in isolation they just need groceries dropped off or they need a few things picked up or they need whatever we just want to know who is available the time frames you're available if you need or you know of somebody who needs help right now or might need help put their name there's a place in there where that you can submit that there's also a place where you if you got ideas of things that we can do and you're like i would love to be able to help with this i just anybody this is the way it works on here if you get an idea for something you're going to be part of it so don't just say, I think the church should do this. No, this is your idea, too. That's how it works around here, right? Because God gave you the idea. You're probably going to have all sorts of creative ways to make that happen. But we, we want to know other ways that we could help. And to end with, I just want to read a story about the early church's response to pandemics, because this is nothing new. In fact, there's been a lot worse, up to now anyway, or what we know, there's been worse. And in Rome, A.D. 249 to 262, one of the deadliest pandemics in history, where at the height of it, Rome lost 5,000 people in one day to a pandemic. And one of the eyewitnesses was a Christian bishop by the name of Dionysius Alexandria. And he wrote... This is an eyewitness account, and this is what he observed. First, he wrote this, he made these comments about how non Christians, non Jesus followers, responded in this time of this pandemic. He said, At the first onset of the disease, they pushed the sufferers away and fled from their dearest, throwing them into the roads before they were dead and treating unburied corpses as dirt, hoping thereby to avert the spread and contagion of the fatal disease. But do what they might, they found it difficult to escape. other words, the plague was hitting everybody, Christian and non-Christian. But this is what Dionysius, what he wrote about how, what he saw, how the church, how the Christians were responding to the pandemic. He said, most of our brother Christians showed unbounded love and loyalty, never sparing themselves and thinking only of one another. And that included not just the church, but the one another being their unsaved, their non-Christian neighbors and people and strangers they didn't even know. Heedless of danger, they took charge of the sick, attending to their every need and ministering to them in Christ. And with them, departed this life serenely happy for they were infected by others with the disease drawing on themselves the sickness of their neighbors and cheerfully accepting their pains you know what the impact of this was he goes on he said their sacrifice stunned the unbelieving world as they witnessed communal love like they'd never seen and the christian sacrifice for non-christians it resulted in the early church exploding. Now I want to be clear: we're not rallying, we're not mobilizing, we're not doing what we're doing because we want the church to grow really big and we want this picture. That's not way we're doing it. We're doing it is because this is what Jesus followers do. Jesus went to the cross so that the power of the cross could flow through us. And you're probably not going to come to the place where a pandemic like this is. Most of us in this room, it's not going to be an issue that's going to take a person's life for most of us in this room. But we need to make sure that this is our posture. We want this to be our posture of we're here for others. Let's stand. I want to pray. Second Corinthians 2.14. If you want to just close your eyes, I just want to read this and... Paul is going on. He says, I am so thankful to God who always marches us to victory under the banner of the anointed one. And through us, everyone say through me, through us, he spreads the beautiful fragrance of his knowledge to every corner of the earth. Father, we pray right now. Father, those that are here in this room, those of you are watching online, just stop what you're doing and just pray with us. And God, we pray right now that we would be this kind of people, that we would together be your church. Father, not just isolated things and people and just, but God, together we would be able to be your church and be your hands and be your feet and to be your voice of love, to be peace bringers, to be calm bringers, to be hope deliverers. God, to be those that are able to release the life of heaven, the life of new creation, the life and power that your cross made possible. God, we want to Be those that release that into our situations, into everything that is now taking place and even what's going to be happening. God, we want to be those who are ready and willing and on the move, working with you in the mission that you're on now. And God, we thank you for that. And Father, I just pray even right now, we just speak your healing power over every body father at home right now that is struggling whether father it's 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 really bad or it's just a kind of like ah oh, it's not great right now but god we just speak strength we speak healing god we pray for your power to bring quick release a uh, quick strength to bodies to immune systems we speak rest tonight father we speak strength tonight god we thank you for your power to heal and make whole In Jesus' name. And just everybody, as your eyes remain closed and as you're watching online, you know, the only way we can actually live like this is through the life of God in us. This is not a human thing that we can just do. This is not just a natural thing. We are absolutely, completely reliant on the power and life of God. And that starts... By following Jesus, by saying yes. How do you live in God's new creation kingdom, this reality where God's power, the spirit of truth lives in us? Is we follow Jesus. And we're going to pray a prayer, all of us together in this room, but also online, we want to invite you to pray with us. And it's a prayer of saying, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus. It's where it starts. It's simple. And so together, can we pray? Say, Jesus, thank you for everything that you have done through your life and death and your resurrection. Thank you that you started something new. Thank you that today, as I say yes to following you, I'm having a new beginning in your name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God thanks. Let's give God praise. God, we are so thankful that what you're doing in lives is significant today, whether in this room or somewhere else. God, thank you. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you wanna take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor as a church to play just a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to seeing you soon here at City Life.